0: Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Current Affairs, the show where we tell you the story of true crimes and love murders that are in the news right now. If you follow any true crime TikTokers or YouTube channels or Facebook groups or true crime podcasts, you have almost certainly heard about the disappearance of Anna Walsh. This week, the case had some huge bombshell developments, including the discovery of a bloody knife. For those of you who haven't been tracking the case, here's the quick background. On New Year's Day, according to her husband, Anna Walsh supposedly caught an Uber to Boston's Logan Airport to catch a flight to Washington, D.C. for work. The problem is she never made it to that flight. Anna was a property management executive. She had long been in hospitality and real estate, and from February 2021, had been a general manager at the commercial real estate firm Tishman Spire. A few days on from when she was supposed to arrive in Washington, D.C., her employer got concerned and reported her missing. That was on January 4th.
1: In the week or so since then, police have searched extensively for Anna in and around the town of Cohasset, Massachusetts, where Anna and her husband, Brian, reside. Before we talk about Anna's husband, Brian, in the context of this case, let's do a little bit of background. Brian, who is 47, is no stranger to the legal system. In 2016, Walsh was involved in a fine art scam on eBay. A few years earlier, he had taken possession of two authentic Andy Warhol paintings from the artist's shadow series of abstracts from 1978. The paintings were owned by a friend of his in South Korea, and Walsh told the friend that he could sell them for a profit. Apparently, nearly as soon as Walsh left with the paintings, he would not respond to his so-called friend who was the rightful owner of the paintings.
0: In May of 2011, Walsh tried to consign the pieces to a gallery in New York City, but they would not accept them without a bill of sale. So, of course, Walsh turned online. He advertised the two pieces on eBay for hundred grand each. In the listing, he attached a picture of an invoice for the pieces that had numbers from the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, signifying their authenticity. The receipt also showed a $240,000 price tag, meaning the paintings were being offered at a discount. Super sus. An eBay customer arranged to buy the paintings off-platform for eighty dollars The buyer's assistant flew to Boston, gave Walsh the check, and took the paintings. However, when the buyer got his hands on the paintings, he discovered that there were no Warhol Foundation authentication stamps, and moreover, that the canvas and the staples were clearly new. Walsh would not respond when the buyer demanded his money back. Staples really get me. <laughs> he went on down to staples and got some new staples he got, for he yeah. He's one of the
1: little baby staplers. <laughs> Fast forward in May 2018, Walsh was arrested and charged with wire fraud, interstate transportation for a scheme to defraud, possession of converted goods, and unlawful monetary transaction. He pleaded guilty in 2021, but is still awaiting sentencing. In the meantime, he is under monitoring. He is required to request to leave his home. And to do so, he has to give specific times and describe where he's going and why. Still, that is not Brian's only legal entanglement. Brian has also been entangled in a mess following his father's death. Thomas Walsh was the former chief of neurology at Brigham and Women's Hospital. According to court documents and reports from Brian's family, Thomas and Brian had a falling out after Brian stole money from his father. Brian's cousin Andrew claimed that the total value of the theft was almost a million dollars. Wow. Unsurprisingly, then Thomas cut Brian out of his will. However, in the immediate aftermath of Thomas's death in 2018, Brian is accused of destroying the will that cut him out and then appointing himself the personal representative of the estate. Almost immediately, he started liquidating assets, including selling paintings by Joan Miro and Salvador Dali.
0: Wow, this guy is a piece of work. Just like a fine, fine, fine art. Yes. The court reports from that case paint Brian in an extremely damning light. One long-term friend of Thomas wrote in a sworn affidavit, Brian is not a trustworthy person, and his affidavit is based on lies and misrepresentations. He completely crafted fabrications and misrepresented reality to suit his needs, which are consistent with his pattern of appropriating his father's money, which he had skillfully done in the past. That same person also said that Thomas had told him that Brian had been professionally diagnosed to be a sociopath. Another friend declined to be part of the case, saying Brian is an evil person and capable of just about anything. I want nothing to do with this. The Cohasset police
1: appear to agree with this assessment. On Monday, January 9th, Walsh was arraigned in court on the charge of misleading investigators. Among Brian's statements to the police were that he last saw his wife when she took an Uber or Lyft to the airport on January 1st. On that same day, he said he went to Whole Foods and CVS in Swampscott, which is a 40-mile drive away from Cohasset, and the next day he said he took his child to get ice cream. Police say nope. Their preliminary investigation found there was no Uber or Lyft and that she never arrived for her flight. They also found that her cell phone pinged in their home overnight on January 1st into the 2nd when she was supposed to have been gone. Surveillance footage from the Whole Foods and CVS never show him there. And surveillance photos at a Home Depot from January 2nd show Brian there buying
0: $450 of cleaning supplies and tarps. This is unbelievable. I mean, this <laughs> is should be how not to get away with murder. Yes. Ooh, But Brian was supposed to be on probation and effective house arrest because of the other fraud charge, right? So how was he allowed to leave? Turns out the Home Depot run was made on Monday, January 2nd, during the time he was allowed to pick up his child from school. Except when New Year's Day falls on a Sunday, schools are off on Monday, so he used that slot for his cleaning supply run instead. Based on all of this, the prosecutor said that Brian's recounting of his movements last week were simply not factual. She said these various statements caused a delay in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he didn't report his wife missing and gave various statements that allowed him time to either clean up evidence, dispose of evidence and cause a delay. An affidavit in the case states the intentional, willful and direct responses to questions about his whereabouts on the days of Sunday, January 1st, 2023 and Monday, January 2nd, 2023 were a clear attempt to mislead and delay investigators. The fact that he was asked a specific question and he gave an untruthful answer that led investigators out of the area caused a clear delay in the search for the missing person, Anna Walsh.
1: Now, if this were the end of the developments, there would be a lot to digest, right? Absolutely. Oh, but they're not. Oh, boy. Also, on Monday, investigators looking for remains or clues were digging through the trash in a transfer station in Peabody. This trash had come from Cohasset earlier the previous week. Additionally, crime scene tape was put up around dumpsters at an apartment complex near where Brian's mother lives in Swampscott. Walsh had claimed that he visited his mother after his wife disappeared. But the biggest bombshell came after police obtained a search warrant. A judge granted the search warrant on the basis of, one, the cleaning supply purchase, and two, some extremely suspicious search history. Walsh reportedly searched for how to dispose of a 115-pound woman's body, which is just about as specific an incriminating search as we've ever seen.
0: That's insane. Yes. The evidence investigators would find with that search warrant would be even more damning and even more insane, Andy. Searching the basement of the Walsh residence, police found a bloody damaged knife. There was also other signs of blood around the basement. What's more, later on on Tuesday, January 10th, law enforcement sources reported to CNN that the trash diving in Peabody had actually turned up some results. They apparently found torn up clothing material, a hatchet, a hacksaw, and a garbage bag filled with blood. Sources are still very fuzzy on this, but numerous news outlets are reporting some combination of the above. So that's where things stand now. Brian hasn't been charged with Anna's murder,
1: but he remains in custody after bail for misleading investigators was set at $500,000. Just yesterday, on Wednesday, two of Anna's friends released a video begging Child Protective Services in Massachusetts to allow them to take care of Anna's three sons, who are all under six.
0: They've been in custody of the state since Sunday when Brian was arrested. Anna's friend Natalia Skye said in an interview on Wednesday, Anna has been missing for 11 days. The chances of finding her are grim, but we have to care for her children. That should be our priority. The international community in the New England area, including families who have had Anna's children over for playdates, want to care for them until Anna's mom comes to the United States from Serbia. Sky continued, we're sure social services is just as concerned about Anna's boys as we are, but we need to make sure they're in a private house and they're interacting with their friends. We're begging social services to let us care for them and to not put them in foster care. That's the only way we can help honest kids. As of this recording, State Child Protective Services
1: has not responded. Oh gosh, those poor babies. I know. I mean, I, I love that Natalia is making public announcements about that because I think there's so many times when that's completely overlooked. And it's really admirable that she's making a concerted effort to try to support and look after the kids in homes that are familiar to them, where they have friends. Absolutely. Where they can try to have some semblance of normalcy and privacy. So I I think that's really an amazing friend and says a lot about Anna.
0: Yeah, for sure. I do. I do agree with you. And I think that going public is very smart because this is such a highly publicized case at this point that it's a way to get the attention of the authorities and CPS and show that obviously this community really loves those children and... Like Natalia said, it's looking pretty bleak right now. And one way to support Anna is to care for her children.
1: I just honestly can't even believe that this dude hasn't admitted yet. It's like you said, it should be a tutorial of how to not get away with murder. The search history, the weapon, can't they test for DNA on the
0: bloody knife? I'm sure that they already are. And I'm sure that they're keeping some cards close to the vest right now. This is just what's out there publicly I also have to say that this guy looks like a straight up villain. No, I know. It's the hair is like, it says it all. It is like a caricature. And again, we will say again, you know, innocent until proven guilty, this alleged murderer. But he's also
1: a complete criminal who wasn't supposed to leave the house and is on house
0: arrest. So it's like, I'm pretty sure we can just call him a villain at this point. (laughs) Yeah, so this is a horrible case. Anna was such a lovely person and is because we still have not confirmed what happened to her, though, again, things are not looking great right now. But we can continue to hope and pray for the best and especially hope that her children are getting the care they receive and Anna's mother comes to the States very soon. But we will be keeping you guys updated. Andy and I have not historically been great with the TikTok, and that's evidence of me calling it the TikTok, But we're going to be trying to put some updates about this and some other cases on there, as well as hopefully doing a few more editions of Current Affairs with updates with this case and other late breaking cases. Well, we're wishing you guys all of the best and we'll be back with you soon. Thanks for joining Current Affairs. Thank you. Bye.